0: Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. I'm here with Freddie of Old Town.
1: Hey guys. I was born in Evanston, Illinois.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah. Were your parents born there as well? Uh,
1: my parents were not born there. I think my mom was. She was born in Chicago, but my dad was born in uh, Southern Illinois. Well, what do they do? Uh, my dad is a lawyer. He, he's a lawyer of like kind of tech companies. And my mom does interior design and architect, architecture. Oh, that's cool. architecture
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you get your creative side from?
1: My mom is a, uh, is a very creative person. My dad's always been a, a musician as well, and my whole family kind of has has some musician roots. And my grandpa plays saxophone, oh and, wow. uh, and my my uncle's like very into computers and. Uh, Codes, computers for a living, and so uh, that's
0: just like the mashup for like the so, yeah, computers, <laughs>
1: computers and music have always been big for me, and it kind of all just kind of mashed together. So making music on the computer really kind of made sense. And I was always just like really interested in anything I could create on the computer. I would just make a million different things just because I could make things on the computer as a kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music were they playing in the house when you were growing up?
1: Uh, my dad liked uh, the Rolling Stones and Modest Mouse and um, Sufjan Stevens and a lot of different kind of like indie rock kind of songwriter kind of style. Yeah. Um, but also like jazz and, and and you know piano jazz, saxophone jazz, you know bebop, all of that.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the first record you bought?
1: Uh yeah, Modest Mouse, good news for people who love bad news. Do you remember yeah.
0: who showed you that music? Like early it's my it was my dad, oh. yeah. And I
1: I remember um being at my neighbor's house and he was showing me all this like electronic music that was like to me I was like this is terrible like like good <laughs> <laughs> Modest Mouse is the best. Like you have to listen to this stuff, but he's listening to like Tiësto back oh. in the day. And, and it it was I just Actually, how, that's
0: the same of like I kind guess. of like what Robbie said. <laughs> yeah, I was just what kind is of this against E-M? it.
1: <laughs> Um, but then I got really into like dubstep and uh, like Rusko and Skrillex and um, kind of into Justice and all that kind of like got me into electronic music. Yeah.
0: Were your friends listening to that music? Is that how you found it?
1: Uh, one of my camp counselors at camp was listening to Rusko and he showed me and that kind of got me into, into that and I kind of just went deep down the rabbit hole and started finding as much. 2009 dubstep as I could, like <laughs> London dubstep.
0: Were you playing instruments back then?
1: Uh, I played piano and drums and saxophone. Oh. Yeah. How yeah.
0: did you describe yourself back then growing up?
1: Um, kind of just did whatever I wanted to do. I was kind of yeah. the kid who like probably, probably didn't do enough homework and uh, just like kind of did whatever he was interested in. Yeah. Um, but I was very curious, you know, about a lot of things. So I was kind of like, you know, really driven and curious to do my own things, not what other people kind of told me to do.
0: Other than music, what were you into?
1: Um, I was into skateboarding, and I was into um, art. Uh, I was into like graphic design, um, I wanted to be a photographer for a while. Oh. Uh, Played a lot of sports. I played soccer and um, I, I wrestled for a while. Um, I played baseball and I, I always wanted to play football, but I never. I was always too afraid to, to get into it because I started too late and I didn't want to be like the the kid on the field who didn't know, you know, this or that. Didn't know how to how to do this play or something like that.
0: And do you have siblings?
1: Uh, I have a younger brother and uh, an older sister.
0: Are they into music as well?
1: Uh, yeah, they're into music. My little brother has been making music too lately. Oh, um, He's been producing it with oh, yeah. Ableton. And I kind of showed him, showed him the entryway stuff and he's kind of started to take it and learn his own thing with yeah. it.
0: Yeah, And was Fatboy your first moniker?
1: My first name was not Fatboy. That was like my second or third. <laughs> I think first I was Scardo and Shasta. And with How like old a friend were you? Of mine. This like eleven. This was, I think I was a, a, sixth or seventh grader. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, and then I was Swag Palace <laughs> with a nine instead of a G. Oh my
0: gosh! I just
1: thought that those two words put next to each other sounded so funny together, but um, that was I was young, very young, <laughs> then fat boy.
0: What kind of music did the Original, what's like, what like um like?
1: Uh, it was like massive. Uh, I don't know if you know what the synth massive is, but it was just a bunch of massive and kind of like pretty dubstep. I was okay. kind of just making anything I could to just get started, like learning how to make music. Yeah. So. Did, yeah.
0: Was Fatboy also that type of sound,
1: or was that a bit different? Fatboy kind of changed a little bit. It was. Was more dubstep at first. I mean, I don't really count it as an artistry, but it was just kind of somewhere I put my music. Yeah. Um, as like a young, young creator learning to make music, um, but it was just like me making a bunch of dubstep, and then it turned into electro and moon baton and um, mm-hmm. and uh, some justicey stuff. Yeah. But
0: Are I was putting, just kind of learning. Yeah. Was this out on SoundCloud or where were you putting this? Yeah, it's out on SoundCloud. <laughs> And your okay. high school friends do you as like the producer guy. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean I think that was like seventh grade too. So it was right yeah. before high school. High school was Lewis the Child.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what about Robbie? Kind of that you realized that you wanted to be in a duo with him.
1: I mean, he was just a really nice dude, and uh, seemed like he was driven to do the same things I was driven to do, and just liked him. Um, and he was he was doing mashups and. Uh, kind of DJing and getting into electronic music uh, in the same scene that I was in, kind of same high school and kind of just met through that and just decided we wanted to hang more and make music and yeah. ended up being Lewis the Child.
0: Like why did you not think of just doing it like Hot Boy featuring like Hall Pass or something?
1: Um, I was just a fan of creating new projects and I still am but um, like making a new name and Creating a new artist is, is always has always been really fun for me. Uh, like just creating something like that, creating a whole brand, and um, I was kind of ready to, to move on to something new. Yeah. You know, see what the next thing is.
0: Did you always feel like you would be in a duo?
1: I've always like been pretty much in a duo, growing oh. growing up. Like Swag Palace was a duo with me oh, and like one yes. of my friends. Scarto and Shasta was, but most of them was like, I would be trying to like teach my friends to make music on the computer and be like, yo, it's so easy, you can just do this and this and this, and then I'd I'd, I'd hope that they'd start learning to make music too, but then they'd just kind of like, be like, I don't know if I'm serious about this.
0: Was like it strange this serious moment, or do you have like other serious moments before that that you're like, okay, this is like a viable option to be Lewis Child?
1: Uh, we every single release we put out, we were kind of like as serious as we could be, thinking it would, you know, be our next big thing. But um, kind of like look at every release in that way. Body Gold and Compass started to really take off, and that was kind of a moment where we were like, okay, we can start getting higher plays on SoundCloud and start getting uh, our music out there so when we play shows people kind of know it and we can play our own stuff and it can be you know Lewis the Child not just you know two people DJing a yeah. bunch of music
0: and actually um, the name itself came from like was it Wiki?
1: the name Lewis the Child came from? Yeah. yeah Wikipedia random article button just kind of <laughs> I think we clicked it like 50 or 70 oh times before we came up with Lewis the Child and how do you describe
0: like original songs that you did back
1: then? Uh, I looked up to Maddian a lot and and Justice, so it kind of started off like was kinda very Maddian, Justice, electro yeah. kind of French electro kind of sound. Then we yeah. started like mixing it up with, with the Cashmere Cat kind of sound and different sounding synths and different tempos and now we kind of just create whatever Whatever we feel at any time, whatever rhythm, start with yeah. Start with some sort of rhythm or groove or melody, and don't we kind of try to just do it in the moment, see whatever comes out, yeah. Know, without kind of looking to emulate anyone else.
0: How old were you when like it's strange? Was it? Were you like 18 or 17 or?
1: Uh, when it's strange came out, I was a senior in high school. and I think that would be 18.
0: Yeah. Were you ever afraid? Might have, I think yeah. actually
1: when I made it, it was I was seventeen.
0: Oh wow. Were you ever not like afraid, but like going into music kind of early? You're like oh like it's a huge like music industry, and I'm like still pretty young relatively.
1: Yeah, I it's definitely something that was in the back of my mind that I was like didn't really know exactly how how we were gonna do something big, but um, I kind of just kept to trying to make the best music as I could. Trying to just like focus on making great music and hoping that the rest of it would come along.
0: And what did your parents think about the whole thing?
1: They were very, very supportive the whole time and they've always been like really supportive with whatever interests I have and they always want me to, to do whatever I'm inspired to do. Yeah. Um, they, they, they definitely like we fought a bit in high school and I was not doing my homework but you know, it makes sense now.
0: Yeah. They ever like kind of pressure you to go to college?
1: Uh, they definitely like made sure that it, it was always an option for me. You know, they definitely like put put you know made me see things in a certain way, or got, made sure I did did certain things so that I, it would it was at least a door that I could walk through at some point if I wanted to. They were they were not like this is the only path. There's there's nothing else you can. Yeah, and there's nothing else that'll take you to be a professional besides college. They they just they just wanted it to be an yeah. option. Yeah.
0: Were you still like living with your parents at that time when all these songs were putting out, so you didn't have like you didn't have to find like a job or anything?
1: Yeah, that was something I was really lucky for was that I didn't have to really balance my time of making making money and doing music. I really used that to my advantage of kind of like having my parents' house, coming home from school, and then having, you know, eight hours of work to make music. Now that I'm out and living on my own, I definitely see how much of a benefit that was, that I had so much time and and didn't have to worry about paying for myself. Yeah.
0: And then, um, after the It Strange, what would you say were, like, the big milestones that... Happened.
1: Um, I mean, playing Coachella, playing Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza was always one of the biggest dreams of mine. Um, and then when it happened, uh, it just moved. It went by so fast that you know, Oof. it's been like it's been like uh, a year and a half or two years since we played now. And um, but it, it was just it was perfect. It was the it was the best first Lollapalooza. You know, show we could have ever played. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for it.
0: How did you realize you're ready to do your headlining tour?
1: Oh no specific moment. We, it just kind of builds constantly going uphill. Definitely not ever a single moment where you're like I've got this we can do it now. After this it's just constantly dominoes, knock down the next domino, keep rising and you know hopefully it's exponential.
0: How did the Chainsmokers thing happen?
1: Uh, we were on tour with them and um, just one of the nights in Champagne, uh, Drew just you know asked me if I wanted to go make some music in the back of the bus. So we just kind of spent the night working on uh, a beat. Um, I think we spent like an hour a half on it, or like just kind of just started an idea, and it ended up sounding like pretty final. Um, just kind of hanging out, making a bunch of random beats in the back of the bus, and it kind of ended up turning out to be closer. I'm in the back of the bus turned out to be a <laughs> <The> huge hit. <laughs>
0: yeah. How did you figure out the dynamic between you and Robbie? Like he's more of like the hype man kind of thing, or like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've definitely always been more introverted, and and definitely I worry about not saying the right thing on, on stage. But I'm I'm definitely growing and. Um, getting more comfortable talking on the mic and uh, it's definitely turning into it's you know like I said constantly uphill kind of changing I'm definitely embracing change and growth and trying to build the show to be bigger our dynamic has been constantly kind of growing and changing and kind of just happening naturally yeah I mean the dynamic between us has changed in that he's started to make a little bit more music lately and I'm starting to get more more uh, deep into the show and helping create that and just our show kind of has changed in that we're kind of way more uh, conscious of trying to really feel connected with everyone that's in the crowd and um, just being very in the moment and very just free and happy. If you had an
0: unlimited budget for a show what would it look like? That's would like to prepare. <laughs>
1: um, it would be... It would be an arena show and it'd be a huge infinite mirror box oh, that me and cool. Robbie are inside of. Is that DJing. kind of like the
0: picture that um took of you guys? Yeah, like that, that. looks so cool. But
1: hopefully it'd be even cooler and like a bunch of LEDs all bouncing around inside of an infinite mirror box. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what inspired you to do the charity thing in Chicago?
1: Well, it was Thanksgiving and that's like a good time to, to give thanks or give back or to just do something kind. Yeah, but um, and then also it's Chicago and it's a big city with a lot of people who need food or clothes to stay warm in the winter. Um, and it's our hometown, so I like we like to give back.
0: And how did you realize it was the right mo- moment to move to LA?
1: A lot of my friends were out here. We, we just kind of started becoming really close with Ahmad Royal and mm-hmm. Blaze Raley and you know. AO beats and everyone out here <laughs> yeah but just the whole group and community yeah. out here that's that's out here and making yeah. cool music and they're really great people so yeah. that was the reason and um
0: oh your was this
1: we moved out last year in oh, January Oh, recent but yeah, it just felt it felt like the right time and you know la's a more. Uh, there's just a lot more going on, and a lot more people that are living out here in the music industry yeah. compared to Chicago. But Chicago will always be home.
0: How have you grown as a person since when you started? I'm
1: more conscious of everything every single day, and I'm always trying to learn. I'm always reading and figuring out more about music and figuring out more about life and yeah. and you know what it means to be alive or what this weird thing is we're all living in and kind of like. Just kind of self-evaluating, self-observation, yeah. and reflection, and kind of learning from myself and trying to become better over time, and I feel like that's kind of, you know, changed me yeah. a lot.
0: What kind of books have you been reading?
1: I've been read. I have this app called Blinkist. It turns like long books into 12 pages of the the overall like big picture idea of what the book is about. So when I'm on tour, I can read like three books in a day basically or get that information and so that that app is really nice but i just love learning about like you know different reasons why people self deceive or different you know ways that people kind of are in their own reality and not the reality you know what yeah. i mean like how they they think that things are normal but you know something else is reality but they're living in some other reality yeah. in their own mind I feel like everyone's living in a yeah. different reality in in their own mind like if you believe in ghosts then you you know are in a reality where ghosts are real but yeah. if you don't then you live in a reality where ghosts are absolutely not real so like even that just one example is like shows you that there can be with that one difference there can be millions of other differences where people are in different realities. But just like learning about that is interesting yeah. to me and like seeing specifics and kind of trying not to self deceive or not to be in any non-reality. My perception is like 100% the most important thing for me as an artist or as a, just a living person. I never in my life wanna go crazy or like be, you know. Yeah, Kanye. Are <laughs> <laughs> you religious? Uh, no, I grew up, grew up Christian, but kind of just stopped. Can, yeah, but but that doesn't mean that I really, like don't believe in God. I just don't have a reason to be like, oh yes, there is a God. But like,
0: yeah,
1: you know, I um, I'm o- I'm open to it if I see it.
0: How did you meet your girlfriend?
1: Uh, we met in Chicago at Spring Awakening um, three or four years ago, three yeah. I think, um, three friends in Chicago and through my manager and just kind of started hanging out and I just really liked her. Yeah, We were just friends first and kind of just, uh, became really close.
0: Yeah. What is it like kind of just going from that and being like a touring artist it's different; difficult to see each other?
1: Uh, um, it's definitely something that all musicians have to get accustomed to and, and people in relationships who are musicians or touring in any in any way. Yeah, so you have to get used to.
0: What about her personality? Do you love about her?
1: Uh, she's just a ball of light, you know, a ball of energy. She's just a really fun to be around and I love talking to her and yeah, she's just like someone I I want to be around.
0: What does love mean to you? Love
1: is uh it's completely unconditionally caring about someone and um, and wanting the best for them no matter what and being there to to help them in any way they need and and you know being an independent person doing your own thing together yeah you know being being so comfortable that you don't worry about anything.
0: What does success look like to you?
1: Success is to me is just feeling good about what you've done or what you can do and and you know, just being comfortable inside yourself, being okay with who you are and and just, and, and feeling like you've done what you could have done, you know, as much as you could have done so yeah. far, feeling like you can do what you want to do moving forward.
0: What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far?
1: Time, uh, not having enough, enough time at home in the studio or not, not be having enough time settled in one place to, to really like hone in on the finishing things. But now we have a lot of time to do that. Now we, we were on tour for like three months and it's just really nice for me to be in one place, making music and getting it done so that people can hear it. Yeah. I feel like that's the challenge is balance and getting the time right.
0: How about personally?
1: Uh, personally, you know, everyone just kind of going through, you know, anxiety or different types of you know depression or whatever but just kind of like letting that go Mm. I definitely am in a great place right now compared to in the past but just kind of letting go of things and be accepting what you know reality is
0: yeah how are you learning how to deal with it
1: um just letting go and accepting you know nothing really matters so just enjoy it
0: last question what do
1: you want to be remembered for? Adding something good to the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>